Welcome to the Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover, your home for ice fishing news, tips, stories, and strategies. And now, your host, Chris Larson. Welcome to the Fish House Nation podcast. And if you watched the last episode, hey, we're shooting the same day. We're still wearing matching shirts. Uh, Trying to knock out two or three of these at a time. But uh, don't don't uh, adjust your screens. They are plaid and black. But today we are talking... Uh, who wears it better? Who, we should do that on Instagram. Who wore it better? We might have to do that before this is over. We'll take a little picture and put that up on the IGs and see what happens. But... Uh, <laughs> We're talking taking kids on a fish house trip, and uh, I think a lot of these things are, are things that uh, if you've ever hunted with children or even taken them fishing in the summertime, a lot of these same things are going to apply, and the reality is, it, and it really shouldn't even just be for kids, it should be for adults too, but the reality is, is fun reigns, and, and we want to we wanna make things fun, and a lot of times... Um, especially as men, we don't get as much recreational time as we would like, and we go out there and we want to try to make it almost like a military expedition where we're going to try to catch as many fish as we can. Everybody's got to be dialed in. Everybody's got to be focused. And I think that being dialed in and focused and having organization is a good thing. It allows you to have more fun just because you're not looking around for everything while you're out there. But uh, I think going out there and having uh, some kind of looser expectations as far as how things are going to go is going to be something that's going to help you out as well. Definitely. You've got uh, a young guy and then you've got another one on the way. I've got my children a little bit older. I've got a, a, a new teenager who's 13 and then a 10 year old. Um, but as much as they're different, they're they're still say the same in that they still like to have fun and they still probably don't do everything we want them to do. Exactly. <laughs> Especially when you get out in, in a small confine like this. And I think that's probably the first thing I want to talk about is when we're in a wheelhouse and they're making them bigger, they're making them better, but it's still, we have a limitations on space, um, limitations on what can go. So what we try to do is kind of say, all right, guys, you get whatever you can put in your backpack. We try to try to give the kids, and they all got backpack from school, and um, we give them a backpack full of stuff. They can put whatever they want in that backpack, and that's kind of what what we do as far as what they can bring out and what they. And then the nice thing about the backpack too is it it leads to not everything coming out all at one time. You know, they they take something out, it goes back in. Their stuff's got to be organized, and we've talked about this a lot on this show. Uh, having hooks in the wheelhouse and the hooks again another thing that comes in handy because what what I hate and what you'll find if, if you're new to wheelhouse fishing is stuff on the floor ends up being stuff in the holes so you don't want stuff on the floor um, so they take out what they use they put it back in the wheelhouse and then we've got we have hooks everywhere and that's just where the backpack goes yeah so once you get where we're going um, what I try to do whenever I'm taking the house out is I'll I'll drill a bunch of holes unless I know like exactly where I'm going before I go out there. But I'll drill a bunch of holes and I take a lot of looks with uh, with the camera and just kind of try to check things out. So when we actually set the house down, we're setting it down where we need it to, where we need to, and hopefully uh, we don't have to move it much. So once we get it set down, everybody kind of has their role and what they need to do to get the house ready to fish. So uh, a lot of times the kids are taking the taking the tables out, getting the tables set up, 
and then from there we start getting the fishing gear out. And, and typically the kids will fish for an hour or two before they kind of, if, if things are slow, start thinking about other things. Yep. Yeah, so that, and that's when you want to just be prepared to, to make that as fun as possible. And, you know, there are ways to get it that fishing time period to last. Um, one of my personal favorites is underwater camera. I talk about it, I think, every episode. Um, I, I, in, when you're in a, in a shack like this, if you got the capabilities to hook it up to the TV, we got a wall-mounted TV up behind us. Um, if you can hook that camera up there, it's a lot of fun for the whole family, and it, it really can suck those kids in for, you can sometimes get an extra couple hours out of the deal just by them watching the screen, even if the fish aren't necessarily biting the best. Um, otherwise... My kid, he's still pretty young yet, but he sure loves his minnow bucket. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and that's something, I mean, I just remember as, you know, as a kid doing those kind of things and playing in the minnow bucket and dad and grandpa, ah, get out of there, you know, but is there really hurting anything? I, me personally, I, he starts getting angry. I just open the minnow bucket and say, check this out, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not really hurting anything, so... I, I say go for it and, and try it out, but uh, yeah, the the cameras and that's something that uh, you should really look into because I, I've several times this last winter I've had uh, fish houses full of, of kids and you put that camera up and you get them somewhere where there's at least some stuff swimming around every three four or five minutes you'll you'll keep them fishing for a long time. It's the best video game that's out there as far as I'm concerned. I mean, even if you do get the fish to come in, the kids just love watching it, trying to grab that jig and set the hook and catch it without, you know, it's, it's, it's just a different experience for them. It is a real-time, real-life video game is what it is. Yeah, for sure. Um, it, you know, they see it as a video game, and then they get to pull it up, and here's a real thing, so... Yep. What was that uh, that Pokemon Go game where it was like it was kind of virtual reality and real reality mixed? That's what this is, right? Only better. Only better. Only better. So you've got you've got the fish uh, there as well. So cameras are going to be a big thing, but even even a flasher. I mean, if you're in yep. a place where where there's some action and you're not just watching your jig for three hours, um, just seeing some of those those dots appear on on the some lines appear on the flasher, you know. Their kids are very intuitive with that type of thing, and, and it doesn't take them long to figure out how that works and how to manipulate the thing to make what they want happen happen. And um, the flashers, even if you don't have a camera, uh, can also be really handy, especially if you're in an area where there's there is some action and they get some feedback with what they're doing, and and uh, it, it makes it uh, certainly more fun and obviously easier to catch fish if you know where fish are in the water column. So. That can be a big thing, too. Uh, you mentioned the television, having the TV uh, in the fish house, and a lot of guys will have uh, satellites hooked up to their fish house or whatever, antenna. Um, what we do is, I, you know, we just take the phone and I, I plug the phone. Uh, I've got this adapter that allows yep. me to, to get output through an HDMI, and we put YouTube up on the TV, and it's it's just like home. They can watch our YouTube videos on, on the television, and sometimes it's... Uh, Stuff I don't really want to watch, but uh. <laughs> but you get to be fishing at least. Correct. I if can... you were at home, you would have to watch it anyways, or at least listen to it. Right. But now you can enjoy yourself and kind of tuck yourself in the corner. And, and, and if it gets to, <laughs> if it gets too out of hand, 
Um, you know, I can always just kind of go out and say, yeah, the generator quit running, guys. Sorry. <laughs> we have to stop watching that for a while. Or you can just watch it watch it on your iPad without watching on the TV. So there's way, ways around it, but having uh, some, some way to plug in some entertainment on that television, whether it's a, a satellite dish or uh, an adapter to hook your phone or an iPad up to it, or just a DVD player or uh, um, Blu-ray player so you can watch, so you can watch your, your movies on there. That's another big thing. And, and we had talked about, and we've talked about it several times in the show, that this is essentially camping on ice, yep. and um, you know, we the last episode we talked about rattlesnake reels, and rattlesnake reels allow you to fish even though you're not fishing. So feel free to take some time out as well and enjoy that movie with the kids, and, and do some things that aren't like oh, I'm going to be hardcore fisherman. Um, take some time and do some of those things because those are really probably going to be some things that the kids remember doing is hey i remember when we watched a movie out on the ice that was really cool so that, i think that's the other thing that we got to understand is that we're making memories out there too and if if the kid just remembers the dad being in the corner angry because they're watching a movie well it's not a good memory yeah, yeah. you know so so take some time and and certainly we're out there to fish and certainly we're out there to do those things and that's why we want to do it but um it's finding the, the balance finding the balance and when the kids we want them to fish, we want them to be interested in it, we want to do what we can to keep that interest going, but the other thing is there's just going to be days where they're just, they're going to want to fish for an hour and then they're going to want to do something else. Yeah. And we and we have to learn to accept that that's what it is and, and get what we can out of them. But uh, the other thing that we do is we bring board games out. And, that's another great option, yeah. Yeah, board games, uh, card games, so that you're doing something together and maybe it's not hardcore fishing, but it's something that, that you're doing together and, and there's some uh, interaction with the whole group and everybody's got to be a part of it. So that's a that's another good option too. What else do we need to bring when well, we're going with kids? You know, you, you said it the best, you know, where we talk, how we talk about it all the time is, is you're camping on the ice. Well, if you get, if you're out on the ice and it's one of those nicer days, you know, in the, in the 30s or or upper 20s and you can get outside maybe bring a shovel bring the kids ice skates they can do some ice skating uh, you can bring those yard games that you use while you're camping in the summertime bring a cornhole set bring you know a ladder ball a couple things like that you can step outside and I've seen you know people get creative and drill holes in the ice and toss, toss little balls or something make sure it's not something that sinks so you're not leaving trash in the in the lake but uh you know there's ways that you can make a lot of a lot of you can make a lot of activities outside for the kids to do and that and it even you know just a simple fact of they might want to just go fish outside that might be enough mm -hmm. to change change their their mentality on the fishing just to get them out of the cooped up little shack and get some fresh air and let them run around um so just you know keep keep all that kind of stuff in mind keep those board games and keep those yard games out for the winter keep them in the shack and it's a perfect option yeah one thing that i found uh with my teenage son and his buddies is they love the auger <laughs> it, it's the coolest machine they've ever ever seen so um you know and it's one of those things too at that age they like to go out and explore on their own a little bit too and and it's if you're one of those guys that wants to hardcore fish and do your thing handing them an auger and a portable 
they can go make their own little clubhouse somewhere and go do their own thing and they can hang out and they can fish at their own speed doing whatever they want to do and obviously you got to teach them the safety aspects of the auger and how to use it safely and not hurt themselves or hurt somebody else but uh you know feel free to to and that was kind of i mean i just remember my childhood uh, we had a, a fairly big piece of land and i just remembered going out and just digging holes and doing stuff like that all summer and this would be something very similar for them to go out and explore and kind of do their own thing give them a portable if it's cold out give them a heater and if they want to fish outside in a portable hey that's more more peace and quiet for you and they can go and do that and when they're ready to come back they'll come back um, but i think that leads me to another thing and that is uh fishing gear and you know you and i both fish with really expensive rods and expensive gear and the reality is is kids are going to break stuff yep. i mean they are going to break stuff there's no i my son and i got in an argument this morning about an expensive piece of equipment that he has and i was looking at it today and i noticed that there was some parts missing and i'm like where did those go oh they're just gone <laughs> oh, they're just gone huh so you know what i what I try to do is I have my rods and they have their rods and their rods are not expensive and if they break them, well, obviously I'm down the hole. Or I've seen that? Yeah, that one too many times. Yeah, I mean it's not it's not a happy day, but it's not like I just lost a three hundred dollar rig because they did something careless. So um, don't set yourself up for frustration. I think is the big thing. Set yourself up so that if a twenty five dollar combo goes down the hole, it's not not the end of the world. So. Um, and I think that's the other thing, especially with a lot of us who are really good anglers, we're very detail-oriented, and we like things set a certain way. And when you're going to go out with the kids, that certain way is probably not going to happen. So <laughs> make sure to pack plenty of patience and, and just realize that when you, know, when you and I fish together, it's going to be very different than when we fish with the kids because things are going to go wrong, things are going to get tangled, and uh, you just kind of have to put on a happy face and move on. Yep, well, it's all about just, I mean, at that point, it's like you said earlier, you're creating the memories. You're not catching fish at that point is just a bonus when you got the kids out here, and you just got to keep reminding yourself that no matter, you know, if this is the, the weekend that norm, that I want to go out and go fishing, but the wife says, nope, you got to bring the kid with, well, you just want, you know, you just got to accept the fact that you're not going out there to hardcore fish. You're just out there to have fun and teach your kid how to how to do what you love to do. And maybe someday they'll be as serious as you and they'll be dragging you around to do all that stuff when, when you're too old to be dragging them. And For sure. And I think the, the other thing that, uh, that you'll find out when, when your children become uh, teenagers is that you can never have too much food with you either. <laughs> make sure you bring plenty of snacks and plenty of drinks because uh they love lots of snacks and lots of drinks and there's a lot of times where maybe things aren't going so well but uh with a kid if he's got a, a bag of combos and a gatorade you know he can he can forgive a lot of bad fishing things <laughs> as long as there's plenty of snacks so snacks and drinks are another big thing to to make sure you've got along and you talked about the wife though um that's another thing when, when a lot of guys go to buy these houses and they want a house. And I, 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 I kind of feel bad sometimes. I always say guys. There's, there's certainly, and I've run into many of them at the show, uh, a lot of women who drive these purchases too. And, and they want this because they want to spend time yep. as a family. And they want to go out on a lake and spend time with the husband and the kids. And 
And, and there are many, many women who have no problem with going out and, and fishing hardcore, but there's a lot of them that enjoy those creature comforts, enjoy being warm, but still want to go out and do ice fishing and spend time with their husband and spend time with their children and do these things on the water. Um, but, you know, that's something for us men, if we're, we're going to take them out, that, you know, I think that we have to kind of, have things set up for them to enjoy as well. Yeah, exactly. Thinking about mainly when it comes to bringing the wife when she wants to come out is being prepared for a, with a restroom. Yeah. yeah. Um, however you decide to set up. I've said before on other podcasts I like to bring an extra shack and have that kind of set up with a little heater in there just for that purpose so so you can get away from everyone and, and kind of do what you need to do. And that's obviously if you're, you're really spending the weekend. If you're calling out for a few hours or going out for a day, a little bit you know a little bit different you can make different adjustments but you just gotta you know plan accordingly and, and make sure you, you 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 keep in mind the the misses and the kids and make sure you're prepared for them all right there's uh, another family member that tends to get on the ice at least i see it and i did it this last year is uh bringing the old the old pup on the ice with you too so uh, we have a, who's now 11 months old, but, uh, last winter, you know, he was like six months old on the ice with us and, uh, you have to make some concessions there too. And I would say that that's, that's something that if you've seen the catch cover safety covers and you want to take your dog ice fishing, uh, don't walk past them the next time you're in the store. You're going to need some of those because dogs, uh, they have four legs and sometimes they have a hard time keeping track of all four of them. And they, they tend to fall in a lot of holes <laughs> that are open and, and, uh, as maneuverable as dogs sometimes are, they seem very klutzy when you get them in a fish house. So, uh, make sure you got those holes covered. And that's a good idea with the kids too. Uh, like, cause we were talking earlier, a lot of things end up in the holes. Yep. And if you, if you've got those rattlesnake reels and they're not actually actively jigging in the hole, uh, well, you gotta, you gotta have those holes covered because stuff is going to fall in them. And if you've got the dog, that's going to happen as well. And then, um, you know, we'll say even any time with, with a lot of people in the fish house, you're going to create a lot of garbage. So uh, you make sure that you're keeping your garbage. And the nice thing about typically when you're ice fishing is it's nice and cold. You can throw those garbage bags in the back of the truck. Everything's going to freeze pretty well for you and you're not going to create smells. But you want to make sure that you're taking that garbage with you. And if you've got the dog out with you, pick up the dog's uh, mess and put it in the garbage so that people don't have to deal with that when they come in behind you. Um, but the thing that, that I worry a lot about with taking the dogs out is, you know, the dog, especially at night, you know, you let them out and sometimes they can get disoriented and you lose your dog. And we've got a podcast on that too. If you go back uh, and look in our archives and just on taking your dog ice fishing, but um, having a collar or just some way to control that dog is going to be really important because yeah. you don't want your trip to end with, we had to leave, we can't find the dog. So uh, just make sure that he's either well-trained or well-tied or well-e-collared so that you can get your dog back, uh, food, water, all that type of stuff that they would need. But uh, having that's going to be an important part of your family trip as well. What else you got? <laughs> uh, um, I, I, you know, I think you covered the, the pets pretty well. Um, again, it's just... <laughs> 
going back to the patience thing because they, they're they're just out there trying to enjoy their time too and they're i can guarantee you when you get your dog in the shack my dog's six years old whether i get him in the car get him in the boat get him in an ice shack at one point in the day he's going to tangle something up he's going to cause some sort of havoc so again just like the kids just make sure you bring a lot of patience when you bring them with but it's all about spending the time with the family as opposed to just going out and catching fish i mean what uh it's what it's all about yeah for sure <laughs> the dog is going to test your patience as well but uh, the main thing i would say is uh and this, i think if people are buying wheelhouses for the most part they're planning on on doing some stuff with the family make sure you set it up and make sure you set set time aside and it was something that i guess i, I was very guilty of this year too because I, I never took my wife in the wheelhouse this year not one time so i don't know if you're lucky or if you Hopefully Jenny doesn't watch this. <laughs> <laughs> shame, shame on me. And it was something that we had we had talked about all year is going out and and you know with everything that happened last year we were both working at home a lot and I'm like oh we should go out sometime and we'll set the desks up and we can just work out on the ice and it, it never happened. So I think the main thing and the main takeaway is is plan to do it because if you don't plan to do it and you just kind of wait and expect for it to somehow magically happen. It's probably not. Life always gets too busy if you don't have a set plan. Yeah, so make sure you plan to do it. Head out on the ice with your family. Uh, you'll enjoy the wheelhouse more. And if you're the type of person like me who, who gets something and is always looking for the next thing, um, taking the family out there and everybody in the family enjoying it is a good way to, to be able to rationalize the investment for a nicer house or a bigger house. Because if you're not using it and you're not using it as a whole family, it's hard to hard to rationalize that investment. So if you want a nicer house, I say make sure you get everybody involved in it and get it out there. So then it's really easy uh, to have that family meeting and say, guys, we need to maybe invest some more into a better, <laughs> bigger, better house. So if you like a better, a better, bigger house, make sure that you get the whole crew out there. And again, without planning for it, it doesn't happen. So make sure you do that. Uh, for LS Beat, I'm Chris Larson. Thanks so much for watching. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to the Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover. For more ice fishing content, visit our blog at catchcover.com.